The bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Face. Our guest today is Republic Pictures' outstanding star, Donald Barry. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the riders of the Purple Face. Riding down the Santa Fe, just beyond the mountain and across the way. See that sun hang low in the west, for oh, the land I'm loving the best. Here we go, my old pedo. Gotta see a preacher about a gal, so let's burn the trail and yonder we'll go. Riding down the Santa Fe, hey, riding down the Santa Fe. Riding down to Santa Fe, gonna see the boss and I'll collect my pay. Need a hundred dollars or more to get that ring she's been waiting for. Don't be slow, my old Benno, you'll be there waiting at the door. So let's burn the trail and yonder we'll go. Riding down to Santa Fe, hey, riding down to Santa Fe. Cowpunchers who rode the range in the days of the great cattle kingdoms were independent critters. They knew cattle. They knew how to handle the routine of ranching life, and all they asked of the ranch boss was fair treatment and good food. Westerners today demand good food, too. And that's why Weber's bread is so popular. Because Weber's bread is good food. Good bread. It's well-mixed and well-baked. It has a firm, even texture and a distinctive flavor that make it blend well with other foods. For breakfast, lunch, in between snacks, and for dinner, Weber's bread really hits the spot. The next time you go shopping, buy Weber's bread and try it. Your entire family will enjoy the famous bread in the blue gingham wrapper. Among your favorite popular heart ballads is this next offering by the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our singing stars offer their Western rendition of To Each His Own. Our rose must remain with the sun and the rain, or its lovely promise will come true. Oh. 
curtain on your all-star Western Theater for today. We welcome a return visit from the screen's outstanding feature player and character actor, Donald Barry. <laughs> Our guest star is heard as Jim Farr in a story of the West written especially for him entitled New Mexico Badman with the writers of the Purple Sage, Boy Willing, Al Floyd, and Jimmy Dean. Join the riders of the Purple Sage for this week's adventure of the West. We find them riding across the state line of Texas and to the state of New Mexico. Well, this is goodbye to Texas. That's right, and howdy to New Mexico. Hey, where does this road lead us to? Well, I think this takes us into Portales. You know, come to think of it, this is the country where that famous gunman, Jim Farr, has been operating. Yeah, you know, I've been hearing a lot about him. I wonder why he ain't been caught. Well, there's nothing to catch him for. Nobody's got anything on him. That is, nothing that proves he was actually on the wrong side of the law. Well, that's funny. From what I've heard tell, he shot up most every town and every place he's been around. That's the strange part about it. It seems he's always getting mixed up in the things that's none of his business and winds up having to shoot or fight his way out of trouble. Just a hot-headed young fellow that's afraid of nothing short of Satan. Yeah, you know, he's stacked up a powerful reputation. I was talking to Tom Camel over in Mewshu about him the other night. Tom said he was a pretty nice guy. Well, why is he always mixed up in trouble? Well, according to Tom, this Jim Farr has a powerful urge to hunt our trouble. Just for the fun of seeing how he can get out of it alive. Yeah, well, I don't get it myself. I mean, either. All I know is he's supposed to have everybody scared to death of him. And what's more, he seems to know it and enjoy it. Yeah, well, somebody will quiet him down one of these fine days. Well, right now, we'd better ride up. We're going to get into this next town in the dark. Yeah, I reckon we better. Get up, Come on, there. Get up there, Well, here's a crossroads leading in four directions. Uh, which one do we take here? You got me there. With our luck, we're sure to take the wrong one. Well, it's a cinch. We just can't sit here. Well, looks to me like there ought to be a sign of some kind around here. Yeah. Well, here comes a fellow riding this way now. Maybe he can tell us. Well, it'd be a fine come off if he didn't know any more than we do. Now, don't be so encouraging, Dean. Well, I'm just facing the facts, that's all. Well, we'll soon find out. Howdy, stranger. Howdy, men. One of you could help us out. Be glad to if I can. What's the trouble? Which one of these roads is it that takes us to Portales? The one to the right, only about five miles. Much obliged to you. If you came along and had a stump. I'm riding that way myself, if you don't mind a little company. Be glad to have you. Fall in. Much obliged. What part of the country are you from, stranger? Almost anywhere. Just wondered if you knew of this fellow Jim Farr we've heard so much about. Yeah, what'd you hear about it? Oh, a little bit of everything. He's got a mighty big reputation over in Texas. From what we hear there, he's got everybody in New Mexico scared to death of him. Is that right? Well, it might be a pretty good way of doing business. When people shy from you, then you're always 50% ahead of them. You might have something there. 
By the way, my name's Willing. This is Al Slow and Jimmy Bean. Glad to know you, ma'am. My Good name's... You. Uh, just call me Joe. Uh, you pretty well acquainted around Portales, Joe? Well, I'm afraid so. That is, I know a lot of people there. Well, we're going to try to hook up with some outfit there. We need to work pretty bad. What do you say we move up with that? I'd like to get in early enough to find a good place to eat and sleep. Suits me. Let's ride out. Get up. Come on, boys. Yeah, it's not a bad-looking little town. I hope the food's good. And the bed is soft. Here's the best rooming house in town. Let's pull in here. How many of you boys run in the kitchen and get some room? All right. Come on, Bean. Right with you. We won't be long. Now, don't forget, I want a bed, not a pallet. You fellas say you've never been here before? No, nope, we're new to these parts. You want to watch the step around here? It's a pretty rough town. So I've heard. This is where that fellow Jim Farr had one of his big run-ins, isn't it? Reckon he's left Portales, though, for cheap. Maybe so. Maybe no. Tell you something, Joe. You'll keep it under your hat. Sure. Well, just between you and me now. I'm the only man in the country whatever made Jim Farr back down. Is that so? Well, tell me about it. Well, just between us. He walks into a saloon over a mule shoe one night, and I accidentally bump into him. He flies off the handle quick like, so I asked him if he wanted to make something of it. Now, this is getting right interesting. Tell me more. Well, just between us, being hot-tempered like he is, you know, he makes a pass at me. I ducked and let him have a pass under the chin that floors him. Well, I bet that made him sit up and take notice. Oh, you just ain't a kid, and I scared him half to death. Well, no sooner did he hit the floor than he reaches for his gun. Well, I snapped my forty-five and shot his gun out of his hand. Then he took off, off like a fresh-fired jackrabbit. I scared him most half to death. I scared him most half to death. <laughs> Not me. I'm getting scared, too. Yeah, I guess it would scare him. <clears throat> of course, now, uh, this is just between us. Anybody else would... Uh, think I was bragging or something like that. Oh, I won't tell a soul. And you know, I sure admire a man that'll stand up to Jim Farr. Oh, it wasn't nothing much. I was just too good for him, that's all. Here comes Willing and Dean. Got us all fixed up for a room, boys. Now, how about stirring up a little grub? Now you're talking the language I understand best. Well, that goes for me, too. We can get something to eat over across the street at Carter's Saloon. I got pretty good food there. Well, then let's get going. You say it's been quite a spell since you've been in these parts, huh, Joe? Yeah, I was pretty hot when I left here. That is, uh, it was summer. The weather was awfully hot. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I hope that steak I'm going to order will be big, thick, and rare. I just hope we can land a job around here so we can keep on eating. Yeah, it's a good habit that's hard to break, all right. Sure is. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's everybody looking at us for? Maybe they heard I was coming. Maybe they heard how you made Jim Clark take cover. What is that you said? Or oh, uh, he didn't say nothing. Here, let's sit over here at these tables. Say, with the way everybody's quieting down, you'd think, well, you'd think Jim Fard walked in. Yeah. And uh, what What can I do for you men? Uh, bring me a big, juicy steak. Same for me. Meet him well. Well, well done on mine. Yeah, just change mine a little on each side. And and for you, Mr. Farr? Bring me a ham steak and make it thick. What? What did he call you? For a minute, I thought he said Farr. He did. Jim Farr. Boy, me. Oh boy. Am I in trouble? You've been holding out on us, haven't you, Jim? Yeah, I reckon I did, but no harm done. Anyway, Sloy knew who I was all the time. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> no, we had a little run-in over a new shoe one time. Didn't we, Sloy? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, I guess, uh, well, now look here, Jim, I... Uh... Forget it. Uh, Sloy, 
You never told us anything about yeah, that. Yeah, what's going well, on? Well, well, that is, uh, I'll tell you about it sometime. Uh-huh. Boys, I'm not as bad a man as I've got the reputation of being. I can believe that all right, Jim. But according to what we've heard, you've been into a lot of trouble. Well, I reckon I have. Seems like trouble just follows me around. Yeah, but what about all the men you're supposed to have killed? I never killed a man in my life. Of course, I've crippled up quite a few. Well, that's how talk gets around. From what I've heard of you, you'd kill more men than you could shake a stick at. Yeah, over in Texas, they say that Jim Farr leaves a trail of widows and orphans behind him from here to breakfast. The law hasn't a thing on me, and there's no law against a man protecting himself, even if he overdoes it a little bit. I just happen to be a shade fast with my gun, and when I shoot him, I know right where the slug's going to land. Right now, I'm ready for that stake. And the sooner that waiter gets here, the better I'm going to laugh. There you, boss. Sitting at that table over there with them three other fellas. You know, Dawson, huh? after that big scrape he got into last time, I don't see how he had the nerve to come back here at all. Jim Fire's got the nerve to do anything. Hey, hey, come here. Yeah, boss, what's up? See, Jim Fire's sitting out there, and I want you to... Now, look, the... boss, you're thinking on me going out and starting anything with him. You'd better think again. No, not that. But this is just what I've been waiting for. What do you mean? That newspaper man, Phillips, who's been giving me a lot of trouble here late. I don't get you. Phillips blasted far but good the last time Far was in town. Put his name all over the front page. What's that got to do with it? Plenty. This is my chance to get rid of Phillips for keeps and put a price on Far's head. Phillips is hot hempered too. And put it handy with a gun. Oh, now I'm beginning to catch on. You beat it off down to the newspaper office and tell Phillips that far as at my saloon gunning for him. Phillips is fool enough to come down here and hold his hand. All right, boss. Leave it to me. I know what to do. Well, that was a bad six. I hope I don't fall over dead now. Well, what do you mean? This fella Carter who owns the saloon doesn't like me any too well. He might have poisoned my steak. All right, boss. I hear you don't go for the way I operate my newspaper. I didn't even know you had a newspaper. Who are you? I'm Phillips. So what? I still don't know you. There ain't no room in this town for outlaws like you. And I'm telling you to keep moving. And I'm telling you to shut up and get out of my way before I push your face in. Gunflicks don't push me around to get by with it. The honest citizens of this town see to that. That's too bad. Now step aside. I'll leave this town when I get good and ready. We'll see about that. Then see about this, too. Oh, oh you're... Jim, what's going on you? Oh. Now, if anybody else wants to make trouble, then commence to begin. Come on, boys, he's just winged. Boy, he's out cold, Jim. Yeah, he's passed out. He'll be all right. I'm packing my roll and getting out of this town. We'll go to the boarding house with you, Jim. I've got an idea we're not too welcome around here, either. Then let's go. See? And that's how I get into trouble. Hey, one of you men. Give me a hand with that. All right, boss. We'll put him up on this table and bring him to. All right. Must be pretty bad hood. Hey, this man is dead. Yeah, well, he was shot right through the heart. Well, boys, it looks to me as if Jim Farr has carried his gunplay a mile too far. He ought to be through up. If we let him get by with this, we're crazy. I'll put the run on that hotel. Now you're talking, man. Stop gathering up volunteers. You take Phillips' body over to the undertakers and have his family notified. All right, men, we got to work fast.
They said he was dead, Jim. And they've got the place around him. But I didn't kill him, I tell you. That slug cut him in the cut him in the arm just under the shoulder. I know. Fellow downstairs saying he was plugged right through the heart. There's something wrong. I know I didn't hit him in the body. He can't be dead. This is a frame up. Just the same, Jim. You're in a mighty bad trouble. That mob down there means business. I'm sorry that you boys are mixed up in this. Well, I don't reckon they got anything against us. Just the fact that we were with you. Well, that's enough. Well, there ain't but one thing for me to do. So, what do you mean? Start out the front door and shoot my way as far as I can get. Well, that won't get you anywhere, Jim. Well, how can you be sure your slug didn't catch him in the heart? I told you boys before. When I fire a gun, I know where the bullet lands. Believe me, I do. I didn't kill him. There's something wrong. I know there is. Dean, stay here with Jim. Floyd, you come with me. Okay. What are you going to do? I just got an idea. Come on, Floyd. We've got to talk our way through that mob. Hey, here comes a couple of his gun slick friends now. We ought to string them up, too. Just a minute, you men. You might as well tell the spy to come on out of there. Wait a minute. Quiet, everybody. As far as that's us, come to see the undertaker. After that... He'll come down and surrender. All right, but don't cry nothing or we'll hang you men with him. Well, we won't try anything, I promise you. All we want to do is see that undertaker. Let him through, man. We've still got Firecrat, and he's the man we're after anyway. Yeah, that's all right. Now, look, Clem. Ain't nobody know about this but you and me and Carter. Is that clear? Uh, but look here, Hank. It's my duty as an undertaker to report this. You ain't going to report nothing if you know what's good for you. But look here. I... All right, both of you, start reaching. What is it? Yeah, You'll find out if you make a pass your gun. Now, look. Look here, boys. I ain't mixed up in this at all. What do you men want? A report from this undertaker how Phillips died. He was shot in the heart by Jim Farr. You know that. Farr claims he was shot in the arm. And he usually knows the direction he's shooting. Now, come on. There ain't no time to argue. Well, here, I'll tell you what... Shut up, Clem. You shut up before you stretch out alongside Phillips. There's a forty-five slug that came out of Phillips' arm just under the shoulder, and here's a twenty-two slug that came out of his heart. That's what I thought. All right, Mr. Undertaker, you're going to take a walk with us and do a little talking. I'll talk. And you're coming along, too, friend. Here's Carter's henchman and the undertaker, Jim. You don't need to ask him any questions. We got all the information you want. There was two slugs in Philip's body. And I have an idea who fired the other one. I think Hank can tell us. I don't know nothing about this. Hank, either you start talking or start praying. Now, look, Far. I'll tell all I know. Then commence to begin. Well, Carter plugged Phillips with a muffled twenty-two, just as you fired. He was after getting rid of Phillips and you, too. Yeah, that's what I found in Phillips' body, these two slugs. That's good enough for me. Come on, Hank, you too, Clem. After you do a little explaining to that mob downstairs, I'm going to deliver the man they want. <laughs> well, it couldn't have worked out better, Dawson. That uh, mob out there is going to take just so long, and then they're going to make a run on that hotel and pull Jim Farr out of there by his neck. <laughs> That'll be the last of the famous Jim Farr. <laughs> Farr, how, how did you get away? It was easy, Carter. And as long as I was on the loose, I thought I would invite you to my hanging. What'd you come here for? To pull you out of here by your neck. Now, look here. I had nothing to do with all this. According to Hank and the undertaker, you did. They're lying, Farr. They're lying to you. I've either got to believe them or you, and you have two different stories to tell. Believe me, I ain't lying to you. 
If I believe you, that mob will string me up. If I believe Hank and the undertaker, they string you up. Now, what would you do in my place? Now, look here. Listen to me, Farley. He's I'll... telling the truth, Farley. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing else. Don't draw your guns, Farley. Don't draw them. You know I ain't got a chance against you. I ain't going to draw unless you reach first. And what are you going to do? Just as soon as I get close enough, I'm going to knock your head right off of your shoulders, Carter. Now, listen. Farley. Farley, you can't do this. I didn't... I guess that'll keep him peaceful for a while. Don't look at me, Bart. I ain't in on this. Yeah, maybe not. Huh? But I don't like your looks either. Huh? So here's one for you. Oh. oh, me. I wish I didn't enjoy doing these things so doggone much. Maybe I could stay out of trouble for a while. Jim, you were mighty wise turning Carter over to the sheriff instead of that mob. Yeah, and if I know anything about the juries in these parts, he'll string anyway. Well, here's the crossroads where we first met. I wouldn't take anything for having run across you men. Sure glad to hear you say that, Jim. Yeah, you've kind of taught me that there are two ways to do things. The right and the wrong way. Well, I was mighty proud to learn that Jim Farr wasn't the bad man they had him painted up to be. Boys, from here on in, I'm going to do my best to walk the straight and narrow. Well, that's great, Jim. Just watch that temper of yours. Yep, there's never been that one, but one man that ever made me back up. Who was that? Al Slowey. Slowey? <laughs> Are you kidding? Gave me to tell you about it sometime. Hmm. So long, boys. I'll be riding on here. Good luck to you all. Thanks, Jim, and the same to you. See you later. Say, Slowey, was he kidding about you? Maybe so, maybe no. Come on, let's ride up. Drifting along, in a Thank you, Donald Barry. Heard what our guests are today were Harry Lang, Eddie Fields, and Johnny Paul. The writers of the Purple Sage are themselves. Donald Barry will return to our microphone in a few moments. Let's listen now to another of those fine songs of the West by America's great Western singing stars, the writers of the Purple Sage, are singing Bob Wills' famous San Antonio Road. Deep within my heart lies a melody, a song of old San Antonio, where in dreams I live with a memory beneath the stars all alone. It was there I found beside the Alamo, enchantment strange as the blue of above. Moonlit paths that only she would know, still hears my broken song of love. Moon, all your splendor, no only my heart. Call back my old road of sand and stone. Little sweet and tender, like petals far apart. Speak once again of my love, my broken song. Empty words I know, still live in my heart all alone. For that moonlit path by the Alamo and rose, my rose of sand and Thank you. 
much, folks. It sure was nice of you to visit with us again today. Until next week, this is Boy Willing speaking for Al Floyd, Jimmy Dean, and all of the riders of the Purple Sage. Saying good luck to you all. Hollywood, you have heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star, Donald Barry, may be currently seen in Republic's The Last Crooked Mile. My name is Cotton C. Clark, inviting you to be with us again next week at this same time. program came to you from Columbia Square. Day and Exit Angeles, the voice of Hollywood. Day and Exit Angeles, the voice of Hollywood.